I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Well, the last day of November has arrived. We say goodbye to Sci-Fi November and hello to December. And Christmas. So, you know, today we're going to, of course, nerd out about a lot of things, but we'll do a farewell to our Sci-Fi November festivities and, of course, jumpstart our holiday fun. Let the festivities begin and let's rock it! Mm. Yes, the real Brian show. No, 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 no. We don't like this show no more. It should be the real Brian and Captain Influence show. You know, that no. is a good point, actually. Maybe, no, maybe actually, we should change no, I, it. I don't think that, actually. <laughs> we could have, like, the, the longest thing ever. It's the real Brian and Captain Influence and whoever else is on show. So, like, last week, there the real go. Brian, Captain Influence, and Green Butterfly show. Man, indeed. What, that would be... Indeed! And then that would be I the tagline. Want, indeed. I do not want my name in your show. <laughs> really? Why not? No. I, I just because it's not I don't I'm are you I'm just, just that humble I'm just the buddy that's on with you <laughs> Dude. I'm, your, I'm your recording buddy <laughs> it so, is I your captain of influence back to woo the masses once again Ooh, now I like that and I am the real Brian but I'll tell you what the co-host role is actually more important than you may think if you do it right, yeah. Well, true. And you do. I don't know if I do it right. Uh, do I really? Everybody has a different thing, though. That's the thing. <laughs> it's so funny because, you know, you hear about, oh, you know, that person meshed well with you or that person didn't. You know, I hear the comments periodically. I say it all the time to you, yes. Yeah, well, you do too. Exactly. So there is obvious chemistry that happens when you have any kind of a conversation with anyone, whether you're actually co-hosting a show or you're interviewing somebody. I mean, you remember, this was the... Was it the second episode I did? Third episode with Amy Gumenick, way back two years ago. Oh God, yeah, forever. I mean, that was like it was Good a lifetime episode. ago. Yeah, right. Well, everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh man, she should be your co-host." Well, she's an actress; she doesn't have time for this. But you're right; there was good yeah. conversational chemistry. So, well, my happens. agent's been cautioning me to limit my exposure on your show lately, and because uh, oh, really? she wants me to go for you know bigger roles and and. Uh, oh. Okay. And all that. So, so what we'll you're doing what is you're being pulled off to <laughs> star in the solo Captain Influence show. I don't want a show. So anyway, I'm just giving you fair warning that I may be moving on to bigger and better things. Uh, some commercial work. Yeah. So Wait, you're going to have to get on social media then. <laughs> I'll make my own social media <laughs> website. Politics are completely banned. If you if you post anything political, it you're you're deleted from the site. Yeah, yeah, that's all in development. My agent knows all the details. I'm not allowed to discuss it too greatly, but um, yeah. So my top ten list on politics today isn't going to work. 
Oh, if you have a top 10 list on politics, I'd love to talk about it with oh, you. Oh, okay. Well, I don't, but I was I, like, I, I, yeah. I didn't think you did. <laughs> I, don't, I don't talk politics anymore. I, you know, I never was really good at it, but usually every discussion I've ever had with politics results in some kind of a fight. Exactly. And most people, to be honest, myself included, myself included, don't really know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, that's true. When it comes to politics. No. We all have our sources, our news sources or whatnot that we prefer. And then we, we pull off of them what we want to hear. And, and that becomes our opinion. Yeah. But we don't really know what the heck's going on. We just don't know. Well, and so, I will say it again and again and again and again. And I don't know how many times I'm going to say it because not everybody hears this, but I want you to hear it again. Again, what the media publishes is not necessarily true. In fact, most of the time, it's probably very much not entirely true. There are elements of truth to it. And sometimes they may get lucky and it may be a very true article or newscast or whatever. But most of the time, it's definitely not true. You know, with Miss Light working for the city, she has a very interesting view of what's going on. I mean, it's government, right? So there you go. It's politics. Right. Now, granted, she's not involved in the political side because she works for the city, but you know, she works also with the council. She can't get involved in the political side of it, but of course she knows what's going on. Thankfully, we don't really have any, as far as I know, we don't have any corruption or anything like that here. We actually have a very solid government system here and a very solid council and everything like that. Yeah, they've got their opinions and some people we don't agree with and some we do, but it's still politics. What's interesting, though, is that you'll hear people's opinions. You'll hear what, you know, the local media reports on. And then you'll know, well, actually, here's the truth, because like I said, Sarah knows. So it's interesting how different everything is. (laughs) You know, people's opinions don't equate truth. And news media does not equate truth all the time. And yet everybody goes, oh, well, I saw it on the news. And so it must be true. And we, we still do it. I don't understand why. Because that's our only source of information. We can't we can't yeah. teleport ourselves to that conference room where these generals are talking or whatnot and, and all that. We just have to, we have to, we have no choice. All of us have no choice but to pick the media outlet we like best or, or multiples and glean what we can from them and run with it Although or not. I think so. one, <laughs> one thing we can do, and I know you can't do this in every situation, but go to the source. If you're able to, but go usually to the you can't. Well, it depends. Yeah. Like you can go to a local council meeting in your town, in your city. That's that's one example of where you can. But I think that the majority of news that we get, you obviously can't. Well, then you can't verify. Then why are own. we worrying about it if we can't verify from the source? Because we're human. No, I know. I'm just I, it, I'm playing devil's <laughs> advocate, man. I'm so. I know. For example, you'll hear things posted on social media all the time by different people, and we just start assuming. Yes. And one of the basketball players did something right. He goes down, he's grabbing his leg. He hobbles off. We're like, Oh man, that doesn't look good. Like he could be out for the rest of the season. Uh-huh. So everybody's freaking out. Oh my gosh. End of the season. He's, he's done. Right. Well, the season just started. <laughs> he, he's back in the second half playing strong. We're going, what just happened? Yeah. What did he do anything at all? So I'm like, I'm just going to tweet him directly. What happened? Go to the source. And he said, Oh, it was an ankle rolled it. It's all good. Now back, you know, full strength. Awesome. There you go. There you go. No more rumors. Don't report it. You know, whatever media reports, I went to the source. So, you know, you can do okay. this. For th- little things like that, yes, those are good examples. But for national news, you really just typically can't. But again, that comes back to, does it really matter? 
unless we're so i know people that are unfortunately into, no i can't <laughs> with right? national news it can matter even more but in which yeah. case then go after it right but my point is is that everybody's got their causes in mm-hmm. fact, you know, my Pilates teacher is all about, you know, the environment and, you know, global warming and human caused climate change. Like that's pretty much all he talks about all the time. And okay. that's great, right? That's his cause. It's not my cause. Although I agree, let's do our part. Let's recycle. Let's drive cars with lower emissions. You know, let's do our part. Because it makes sense. Keep yes, going. absolutely. And I know that, you know, the more crap, I mean, I see people littering all the time and, you know, throwing, it actually still boggles my mind that here in the end of 2018, how many people that I know that do not recycle like that blows my mind. Like I feel like every yeah. one of us should be recycling. Like guess a duh. You know what I mean? But yet we don't. I, Most of us well, don't. It's weird. That's because that's, that's where in my opinion, the city needs to just provide everyone with a recycle bin and say, okay, here's your regular trash bin. Here's your recycle bin in a city where they give you the choice. You know, like, do you want to add a recycling bin to your services? And eh, no, don't worry about it. Keep this in mind too, <laughs> that in our situation, our trash companies are not city owned. They are privately owned. And so yes, it's money. And yes, they do provide options, but I don't think it's that much more. I don't know. I mean, we live in a condo area now, so it's not like it's that much big of a deal. But I mean, we always had recycling when we lived in our house and stuff. And it was like, this wasn't that hard. It wasn't that expensive. And it was. So anyway, I know it's a convenience thing. I know people just don't care, but whatever. All I'm saying, and I'm not a climate cause person. Like I said, I'll do my part. But what's interesting is that, you know, he'll watch the national news and he'll complain about what everybody's doing and what's going on. And then I keep asking him, what are you doing about it? If it's your personal cause, then what are you doing about it to find the truth and to get out there and try to, you know, inspire the right people to do the right thing? And mm. if it's not your cause, you know, there's really nothing you can do about it, then why worry about it? But if you can do something about it, then mm-hmm. hey, go for it. That's awesome. More power. Yeah, that's fair. If you've got something you want to see changed, then go be that change and inspire others to do it. That's my that's, that's a- one piece of encouragement right there. And that's a great attitude to have, honestly. And my uh, second I, piece of encouragement, find the truth or shut up. <laughs> I mean, that's simple. <laughs> well, that, that, that's also a good philosophy in, in a sense, but then most of us would just never be talking about anything to each other except for, you know, how's your, how's your new baby? <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> we talk about a lot of opinions here. Like when I get on and oh, so last week, this was very interesting. You know, we talked about the, the review for Fantastic Beasts. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of pushback. Very interestingly, I'm, I'm finding a lot of hatred towards that movie now. Now that I've yeah, seen it and I've just starting to hear things. And no, I know some, some listeners have not enjoyed the movie at all. And some have loved it. It's one of those movies kind of like Star Wars, you know, Last Jedi, where it's like pretty much split in half. You've got those who loved it and those who absolutely hated it. And so mm-hmm. it's that same kind of thing. And, but here's the thing. Which one is the truth? When it comes to opinions, there is no truth. Exactly. It depends on how we each enjoyed it. And that's what we have to leave it at is that, well, I enjoyed it. And for these reasons, and you hated it. And for these reasons, and we can both respect each other's opinions. And like, neither one of us are right. And neither one of us are wrong per se. That's right. I don't like to talk about a lot of like, well, this is fact and truth unless I absolutely know that it's actually yeah. fact. And that's really smart of you. That's on That's extraordinarily intelligent of you. And, and not all of us can, can always adhere to that. I mean, in fact, most of us don't ever adhere to that, but, yeah. but that's a really good philosophy. I thought that our review of that movie last week was really beneficial to myself, at least because it makes me want to see that movie again. Green Butterfly really helped shed light on some of the stuff. I still say that there should have been a little bit of some hints 
about you know remember what remember this like that like somebody saying for example when he, when when he had the, his elder wand out and was using it somebody in the movie saying is that the elder wand he's wielding or something like that yeah. so people in the audience can go oh yeah, yeah. instead of just making it a little uh, easter egg for the hardcore fans that's the elder wand oh yeah you know just little things like that they could have done a little better but now that i've had it explained to me a little better i want to i think i'll really enjoy it the next time good more than I did. And I'm definitely looking forward to the rest of the movies. Nice. And I, I'm, I really enjoyed our discussion last week. It was a lot of fun. It went into a, a lot of detail and it helped me to better understand the movies as well or the movie. So thanks again, Green Butterfly. That was great. That really was. Thank you. So first of all, you know, we've been going to the volleyball games and now basketball and stuff for, you know, CSU and all. And the volleyball team won the Mountain West title, by the way. Sweet. And this is, I mean, they've won it so many times. They're actually one of the top teams in, in the U.S., which is awesome. And they're headed to the NCAA tournament. So huge congratulations. In fact, they play tonight. And here's the cool part, too. They're really good at volleyball. And they're also like really great academically. So, you know, these are girls with a future. You do see that with sports sometimes where they're in it to play the sport, but they're not necessarily caring about school or they're just not good at it, which I totally understand because most undergrad colleges are not meant for everyone. Mm-hmm. multiple choice tests, in my opinion, are only good for a very small percentage of the population. <laughs> and the rest of us suck at that. So yeah, better than essay tests. Go no, ahead. See, that's what I loved or essays. Let me explain it to you. And that way, you know that I know the material and guess what? I do very well doing that, but multiple <laughs> choice. It's like, I'm just guessing. I don't know. It's hard. Go this ahead. Sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> now with basketball season in full swing, we've been going to men's and women's both. We were at the, the women's game on, this was Sunday, I guess, this week, wasn't it? <laughs> What's the funny? They played Cornell. And first of all, Cornell was actually a pretty good team. But what was hilarious is watching the refs call nothing on Cornell. They had huh. one team foul, one foul total the entire first half, which, by yeah, the way, is, how that happens sometimes. It, that's like almost impossible. There were so many fouls. So many fouls that just were not called. I mean, they would see issue would go up to drive to the hoop and they would get clobbered. They just stand there with their arms crossed the refs, you know, nothing. And then at one point, one of the CSU players had the ball. She was dribbling and one of the Cornell people like watched up, walked up and literally, you know, like when you put two hands up and just like push someone like it's a full on shove literally did that. And so she tripped and stumbled and they called it a travel weird like that's a full-on defensive shove you know so tons of stuff like that finally by the fourth quarter they were calling fouls csu won which is great but oh my gosh it's (laughs) amazing it was so because we sit third row for these so the guy in front of us was so funny he's like oh my gosh you know they they blow a whistle oh my gosh they found their whistle and then he he, he talked to Did one he get a big the, cheer from that. Yeah. Everybody was laughing. You know, one of the refs was standing right in front of us during one of the plays. And he said, Hey, Hey, if you're not going to use your whistle, why don't you mail at home? And she like gives a thumbs up to the guy, you know, <laughs> instead of like a probably was trying to do the finger, you know, there was said right. at one point, another guy goes, Hey, Hey, it's the altitude. You know, we're in Colorado. They're just now catching their breath. Now they're able to actually use the whistle. <laughs> It was hilarious. Sitting down third row, man, you hear things from these fans that is hilarious. And we sit like right behind the bench too. So you get to hear the coaches and stuff, but it's, it's funny. It's quite the experience. All right, let me ask you this. So it's the last day of November. So it's been eight days now since Thanksgiving. I'm fully recovered. 
Have you all the leftovers have been consumed? Have you decorated for Christmas yet? Turned on the Christmas I music? I, I don't. We don't decorate for Christmas. We don't have any kids, oh, uh, and neither Scrooge. of us really wants to put the effort. No, we just don't want to put the effort into decorating. So you don't even want to put up a tree. I love Christmas for the, you know, t- I, I love getting together with my families and whatnot. And, yeah. and we always have, uh, I always look forward to that time of year. I just don't, do not decorate in the slightest. Interesting. Okay. Well, that, yeah. See, but I, I'm totally not against decorating. I, I, I think it, when I go someplace, when I go to my, one of my family's houses and it's all decorated, it looks great. I decorate for us. You know, I, I'm the kid. Good. Good. <laughs> I, I like I'm lampoon, baby. Some of our decorating is done. The rest has to happen this weekend just because of time. But, you know, mm-hmm. trees are up, which is good. I did the outside the lights. trees. You have more than one. Well, I have one in the studio, which is an old, you know, fake tree that I had from college. And it's, yeah. you know, it's a little six footer, but it sits in the <laughs> studio next to me, which is great. Oh, you wait. Your studio is awesome. Aside from all the polished marble columns and the swords everywhere and everything I described yeah, yeah. a long time ago. And, and the servants. is really thing. tiny. How did you fit a tree in there? Oh, it's awesome, dude. This is like the best studio ever. I love it. It is. But how'd you fit a tree in there? I can't believe it. Well, I do have to uh, thank goodness I didn't eat that much at Thanksgiving. Let's just say that. I yes. got to squeeze a little in between the desk and the tree. And the, the needle, the needles are itching your ear right now. No, it's not. Well, they're not sticking in my ear. It's only <laughs> when I walk around the desk. You'd be okay. surprised. I got a little in the corner. It looks great, man. But yeah, we got a regular tree up, you know, in the living room and yeah, it's up beautiful. Everything's nice. I love Christmas, man. Christmas music. I I started to turn on. So I think I mentioned this last year, but I have to, I have to throw it out. You know how I have music for November and it kind of reminds me of like fall and sci-fi November Mm -hmm. and Thanksgiving and everything. And it's all because of it's when you listen to it. It's like the movies. When I first watched Starship Troopers and Fifth Element, it was in November. And so it's become like this nostalgic tradition but it's the same kind of thing, you know, with some of the music that I've listened to in November, Peter Schilling, if you remember him, he did the 1980s version of major Tom slightly yes, different yep. version. Yeah. Love that song. Oh, it's amazing. Right. And his whole album, it's called a different story is the name of the album. And it came out, I think in 1989. So it's super cheesy. I mean, it's eighties cheese. It's awesome. It's a great album. And a friend of mine played it for me. Mm-hmm. So it was December and he's having me watch an anime called El Hazard, which by the way is an awesome anime. And I'm talking about El Hazard, the Magnificent World, by the way. There's a couple of other editions out there, but that's the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So that reminds me of Christmas because we watched it in December. And then he would play that Peter Schilling album over and over. I mean, literally, like it was on repeat <laughs> the entire month of December. And so it's like, I have to listen to Peter Schilling. It's Christmas music now. <laughs> weird. Really weird how that works. So there you go. There's Peter Schilling and then, of course, actual traditional Christmas music. But are you one of those honks that really likes the uh, Mannheim steamroller Christmas? I do enjoy those. Yes. However, I like trans Siberian better. Okay. There's an album. It is on Spotify, by the way, if you do enjoy instrumental Christmas music, it's interestingly enough, it's called Christmas in new England, but it sounds very Irish and it's by John mock and that's M O C K. It's beautiful. It's all instrumental and it's just like, there's a lot of Irish tradition in it. It's beautiful music. Oh, sounds sounds interesting. Christmas yeah. in New England. New England? Yeah, okay. Check it out. You know, oh, I'll tell you one tradition we have for Christmas music. So Thanksgiving Day is when we'll start the Christmas music, typically. You remember George Winston, piano player? No, I don't. Oh, he's done a bunch of music. The the guy that tunes our piano actually used to tune for him for various things. I don't know if he did it on a long term basis, but actually met George. Anyway, really great piano player. 
he's got some great albums, but there is uh, a George Winston album on it. It's called December, by the way. And it's so funny because the very first song on the album is called Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving dinner, that's when it starts the Christmas music. And you got to start off with the Thanksgiving song by George Winston. Just another little tradition. Then it goes into the Christmas music. It's fun. Okay. I'm just throwing out some fun things, you know? Yeah, because I don't have any. I just don't have any for Christmas. It's weird. My my only Christmas traditions is going to see my family, which I don't get to see very often. That's it. I don't care if I get presents or not. We get presents for everybody, but I don't care if I get anything. I just want to, all I get out of Christmas is going to see my family. I do actually want to do a Christmas episode here coming up where we can have talk about traditions, kind of like we did with Thanksgiving and all that'll be fun. Well, make sure we have somebody on co-hosting that has Christmas traditions. Oh, I will. I, <laughs> I will. Well, and my, uh, my, my sister putting in quotes, Scarlet Synapse, that's been on the show a while back. She did the Christmas episode yeah. with me last year. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the whole elf thing? Yeah. And she's got, they have the most insane Christmas traditions. It's awesome. So if we can ever get her to share those at some point, you know, they're, they're a little crazy right now. Maybe she can even do like a voice recording and just share the Christmas traditions without getting on the show. That would be awesome. It's fun. So one of the things that Sarah and I started doing couple of years ago now maybe a few i don't know trying to make christmas less about the presents less about the stress less about you know all of the end of year insanity and you know what i mean you know what happens oh yeah and what we start doing and actually last night started the tradition csu they put on this incredible christmas concert with their orchestra and i mean it was so good that you're just like these can't be college students like these are professionals they're that good interesting and they yeah, did it again that's... last night and to me that kick starts the season you know with like all right now it's some good christmas music and then we do a lot we go around we, we do uh christmas light tours you know at night get some yeah. eggnog or hot chocolate or peppermint hot chocolate or peppermint mocha whatever the heck you drink go to town oh i love eggnog i do too yeah, we plenty have, uh, of rum, like more rum than eggnog, like a little shot oh, of eggnog in your rum. Oh. See, I'm a purist. Just, just eggnog, no rum. <laughs> just give me. And we've got this local dairy that puts out eggnog that I think is still to this day the best eggnog I've ever had. Nothing has oh. even come close. It's, it's just like it's made with like real cream too. It's just rich cream. Oh, real spices. Mm. See the nutmeg floating at the bottom. Oh, it's so good. Oh, stop. Actually, Nuance Chocolate has a drinking chocolate. Sipping chocolate. That's what they call it. So it's four ounces. What it is, is it's a melted half of a melted bar of chocolate with heavy whipping cream. And it's like four or five ounces of actual liquid. And it's just like drinking a chocolate bar. <sighs> so good. Wow. That's another tradition for walk, uh, you know, driving around and looking at Christmas lights. We're trying to do more of let's enjoy the experiences around Christmas throughout the entire month rather than focusing on hurry up and, you know, get all the shopping done, hurry up and do all this, hurry up and, you know, finish the end of the year stuff. we got to buy 85,000 presents and spend, you know, $14,000. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's like, let's enjoy the experiences of Christmas rather than, you know, being plagued by the chaos of Christmas. Again, all about attitude. That's exactly right. And choice, choice too. True. And part of that, I think that your choices might stem from your attitude about it. If you, if you have that attitude about the holidays, sure then it might affect your choices. But I think part of that comes down to having conversations with, you know, your family and those that you exchange gifts with too. Sure. You know, if you're expected to give at least a gift to your 45 cousins, <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's no. stressful, man. No, <laughs> no, we don't I like give, Christmas. I give anymore. all my cousins lemon pledge <laughs> or a call. <laughs> if you're good, you get lemon pledge. And if you're bad, you get call. 
I'll spray it with lemon too. Mm, that's good. <laughs> I think that this year for Christmas, I might have a bit of uh, deer penis wine. Okay, hold now. Now you're gonna have to explain <laughs> this one. Well, I was looking up some bizarre beverages online, and oh. I found a nice list of 15 bizarrest drinks from around the world that you won't actually. So this is real. Exist. You're actually not yeah. kidding. Yes. No. Okay. So, okay. So, and, I, and I'll list them for you right now. Number one is deer penis wine. Now, this is a real thing that you can get in China. Oh my! Gosh. It's basically it can either come prepackaged or places will have it. A big jar of alcohol, like a high content alcohol or high high proof alcohol. This drink was actually banned in the 2008 Olympics in Beijing. The Chinese athletes were banned from consuming it because it it could have some banned substances in it, Interesting. like some kind of ephedrine or something. So yeah, that's a thing. Wow, that's then there's, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> then there's oh, it gets better. Then there's Peruvian frog juice. Oh. Uh, which is made from these frogs that live in the Andes and it's like this greenish liquid that they serve to like elderly people and young people for its various benefits. Oh. Liquid smoking, it's a drink that they make or made in the Netherlands. I don't know if they still do, but basically it tastes like cigarettes or something like that. I've heard of that though, but that's gross, man. That's nasty. <laughs> that's really bad. Oh. If you can't smoke here, you can drink it. Then there's a there's something called bust up drink in, in Japan that's I think it's it's probably more of a snake oil type gimmicky thing that, that purports to enlarge your breasts uh, without surgical methods. Oh lovely. Then there's panda dung tea. Oh. Panda dung tea, which is just I think it's a green tea that is uh, cultivated in panda poop. Okay. And they do say that it has a uh, nutty, earthy flavor <laughs> because pandas, pandas, only, pandas apparently only digest about 30% of the bamboo that they eat. The other 70% they poop out. So, Interesting. Uh, and then they cultivate the, the tea plants in that feces. And that's a thing. Okay. Well, um, really quickly, I want to, I want to share, because I don't know if this is on the list or not, but there's one, there is a coffee. I know you were asking me about, you know, what kind of coffee could we send, you know, uh, your father-in-law. And actually I thought of one now, Palm Civets coffee. So that's Palm the one. Civets? Yeah. So what it is, is that it's uh, some kind of a cat. The cat eats the coffee beans and then poops them out. And apparently oh. it's this prized coffee. So it eats, it eats like the cherry coffee, you know, the, the actual cherries with the coffee in them and then it poops out the beans and then you can okay. go and, you know, palm civets coffee. It's expensive. Roast uh, it. It's supposed to be it. full of nutrients and, you know, and I've, I've heard that I've heard that there's nutrients in some of this stuff. So it's just like, yeah. I don't know about that though. Do you really know. want the nutrients? I don't know if you really love cats. I love cats. Maybe I'll get some. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'll drink regular tea and I'm guessing uh, it has Kind of a a, a ammonia uh, oh, aftertaste. No. Number six on the list is cow water. Oh no! Yes, in India you can buy bottles of cow urine and drink it. Oh, what is with these people? Let's see. Next, uh, number seven on the list is bird's nest drink. And we've all heard of bird's nest, or some of us have heard of bird's nest soup. Well, you can get a yep. drink out of it. Uh, again, Chinese. By the uh, way, you can let, buy it in China. Let me just say that though, I've had bird's nest soup and I've had the real stuff. And. It was great. So what it is, really? because I was in Taiwan and it was served by their version of the CIA. We actually had an okay. in there because the guy that was touring us around actually used to work for them. They served us legitimate bird's nest soup, which apparently is reserved for 1% of royals in Taiwan and China. So it's kind of hard to get. It's, it's hard. very I've rare. Seen, 
Planet Earth they showed the, the old you know the old doc, BBC documentary Planet Earth that came out in like 2008 I think yeah they show a segment of how what it takes to go get the bird's nests out of those caves oh it's weird and uh, yeah it's it's kind of harrowing go and ahead. what it is is you know how like you see a traditional nest with twigs and everything this is a type of nest where the birds regurgitate their saliva to create the thick adhesive to build their nest yes. and that's what it's made out of is that actual regurgitated saliva and yes, yes. you eat it. And yes, I ate it because you could see it. It was like little strips of it throughout the soup and you'd pull it out and be like, yep, that's the that's the regurgitated saliva that I'm eating right now. But dude, and I'm in good. Taiwan. I'm going to eat weird foods and who cares? It was a it was a cold soup and it was sweet and had like, you know, cut up fruit and stuff. And it was really good, though. And everyone else was like, I can't eat this. And I'm like, give me yours. This is good. I've wondered what it tasted like. So that's it doesn't taste like to anything, know. to be honest. It depends on what your soups. Well, this it. drink, this bird's nest drink, this soft drink, it's the same type of nest. So I, I'm sorry I didn't elaborate earlier, but you're right. It's that same bird saliva nest that comes from very specific bird species in very specific caves. Very bizarre. I forget where. Next on the list is pig placenta drink. Oh. Yes, in Japan, oh. in Japan, you can buy <laughs> a drink that is made of pig placenta. Oh. I don't have any more to say on that one uh then there's okay then there's number nine a saliva wine which is human saliva uh where they they chew corn maize this is i think it's in south america or central america they chew maize cover it in their saliva to break down the starch and then they put it in warm water and let it ferment so the fermentation should theoretically break down all of the bad stuff i get yeah i'm sure it's not unhealthy it's just it's just to to us it's kind of a disgusting concept Uh. number 10 this is really interesting number 10 is perspiration by jones soda company (laughs) it's in it's a seattle soda company oh my god they have a deal with the seattle seahawks where they sell these these specially flavored sodas that are really weird like they've done other stuff before like turkey and gravy flavored soda Dinner roll and antacid flavors. So, mm. so it's all it's 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 all just quirky stuff. It's flavors, have, though, right? I guess, but they like have a real? perspiration flavor. Gross. No, yeah, I, I, this, I think it's kind of like I'm. I'm guessing it's a lot like Bertie Bott's beans. So if you're feeling really adventurous and don't mind regurgitating your food, uh, you might try them, some of this soda. Dirt flavor, sports cream flavor, natural field turf flavor. And then there's something called Sweet Victory. I don't know what that what that is, but anyway, have fun. Check it out online. Okay. Number eleven. This one was interesting. Gilpin Family Whiskey. It's basically whiskey fermented from elderly people, elderly diabetics urine. What? Yeah. And the number on the bottle doesn't denote the age of the bottle, but that of the elderly diabetic volunteer whose sugar rich urine was used to brew the whiskey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What? I know. Who comes oh, up with man. these things? Like, I know. Kind I know. Of sick, I know. Twisted people are. Oh my gosh. Monkeys. <laughs> human. Human monkeys. See uh, number twelve. Three lizard liquor. It's it's an alcohol that has three live lizards. Put them in a container filled with seventy five proof alcohol and then sealed it tight. So and, eventually they die. Well, yeah, of course. Because Probably of the right alcohol, away. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh. Uh, number 13, Cobra blood and bile. Mm, I so know basically, this. yeah, they, they mix Cobra blood and bile into a, into an alcoholic and in, it's Indonesian. They had this in the night markets in Taiwan and it was disgusting. Like they would take a, I'm not going to describe too much, but they would take a Cobra and they would hang it by its head mm-hmm. and they would just slice it open and then put the cup underneath and just let everything 
you know, run into the cup and then they'd fill it with alcohol and they kept trying to push on us. Like you, you got to drink this. You got to drink this. Yeah. It was like the challenge. And I'm like, Nope. Goodbye. <laughs> I, w- nope, no I wouldn't, I wouldn't have ever put myself in that position. So good for yeah, you. No. Well, no, I mean, they're just all over the place. They're just, <laughs> you walk by them and you're just like, Oh, look at all these snakes stringed up, strung up, mm, strung um, out. <laughs> after that uh number 14 bull testicle beer now oh. this was something that the Wincoop brewing company in denver decided to make not surprised uh, started as an april fool's joke they started brewing it i guess it's a rocky mountain oyster stout i've accidentally had rocky mountain oysters because they're huge here and it's mm-hmm. this uh this town actually east of us yeah. and it's called severance which i think yep. is very appropriately named <laughs> <laughs> And totally. there's this famous bar. It's called Bruce's. It's just called Bruce's. Yeah. And it's this bar seen it. that serves Rocky Mountain oysters. Well, so this was back in the days when I was working in radio, huge radio station Christmas party. Speaking of Christmas was at this really nice restaurant that is no longer here. And they just had appetizers. They didn't label them though. You're just eating them. You're doing your thing. And I think it was a mistake that they didn't label them. I think they were supposed to, and they forgot <laughs> or I don't know. So I'm just eating Forgot, stuff. Forgot, quote unquote. Exactly. And I'm just eating stuff. I'm like, oh, this is really good. And one of the one of the other jocks was like, you do know what that is, don't you? I'm like, no, but they're good. He goes, those are Rocky Mountain oysters. And I'm like, oh, no, I swore I'd never eat those. But they were good, right? It's, well, but I, I've never had them since and I never will. It's just something yeah. wrong about eating that. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm with you 100%. Although I have heard everyone who's tried them said they're actually quite tasty so yeah, it's um, sad the last one on our list and this is the best one by far folks. oh no oh easily no. oh no easily oh, no. and some of you may have I'm already scared. heard about this because i heard about this years ago but there's a there's a pub in new zealand called the green man pub and it's known to host events where they offer shots of horse semen oh. in different flavors oh. including apple cherry and even banafee pie what's banafee pie never uh, heard of it it know. must be a new zealand thing but yeah, in New Zealand, there is at least one bar, one pub where you can go and get a shot of horse semen. And oh. now you may all purge. That is disgusting. That's my list and I'm sticking to it. That is disgusting. So <laughs> I can uh, honestly say I'll never have any of these and I'm perfectly fine with never consuming these in my life. Yep. I never won. My life might have been better not knowing of these. Yes, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> that was my point. I wanted oh. to I wanted to get everyone's gorge up on this episode. Gross, man. You know, it's funny how we were talking about weird drinks and, you know, unique drinks and stuff. Thank you, like though. Kerblamock. Kerblamock. See, that was good. And, and the indie, <laughs> you know, the, the Vulcan spice tea was very good. The Klingon Rocktachino was great. Peppermint mochas are awesome. Eggnog. Uh, Can I just let's say get this? Back though? To that. Yeah. Starbucks just released one. It's called the Juniper Latte. And I'm kind of like, wait, what is that? So apparently it's mm-hmm. notes of juniper and sage with pine citrus sugar. So a shot of gin in your coffee, is that all it is? I guess. I don't know. It sounds really good to me, so I want to I want to try it at least. The question I want to know is, is it real juniper and sage, like essential oils or spices? Better good be question. real. Better be real. Better be. We're going to go try it, though. We'll let you know. Yeah, let me know. That sounds let us like know. a good thing. Oh, and, and I, I wanted to share this, too. So the eggnog, by the way, if you, you could put eggnog in your coffee, and I did that this week, and it was really, really good. Oh, really? I'm just telling you. Yeah, right coffee flavored eggnog. Yeah, yeah I like they, that. They do like eggnog lattes and stuff, but this is, oh, it's so good. <laughs> the other one is Seven Blue Seven has been homemaking English toffee, which yes. I'm supposed to get some here soon. And yes. he said it's really good if you put the crumbles in your coffee and just let it melt, stir it around. So there's that another thing. It can't be bad. It can't, can't be, no. help but be good. He said you could put it in your Folgers 
and it might make it palatable. I bet it makes it <laughs> twice as palatable. And just remember, you're the one who brought that up, not me. He said it. I didn't. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I think we, we should do a Christmas episode here coming up and just talk about some of the fun holiday festivities that we all have. I wanted to bring up one thing really quick, too, and maybe we'll talk about this more on a future episode as well. But I heard some interesting comments from people that I actually know, like this isn't just hearsay or reading it on the news or whatever. Some people saying they really hate this time of year. They hate Thanksgiving. They hate Christmas. You know, they hate just the holidays in general. And I was thinking like, dude, why? Like, why the heck would you hate it? This goes back to our discussion last week about being thankful and the benefits of gratitude. You brought up a really good point that I hadn't considered prior to the show last week, which was for those of us who have a pretty good life for the most part all the time, we forget to become thankful. We take it for granted. Yeah. And I think it's the same kind of thing here where those of us who have had relatively good holiday seasons in our lives take those holidays for granted. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we're hanging out with our family and at Christmas and we get together, like you said, you look forward to that. You look forward to getting together with your family. You know, you you have relatively good traditions throughout the year. Then, you know, Christmas is great. Why wouldn't everyone love it? Well, we take it for granted. And some of the comments that I heard was, and this is sad, like watching Christmas movies, for example, and all most of them for that matter, most of the Christmas movies portray great families, healthy families who have healthy Christmases together and lots of fun. And the person that specifically mentioned this comment was, I hate watching these movies because it reminds me of what I don't have. I don't have a family. My family hates us. You know, my family doesn't talk to anyone. And so, you know, as a result, I don't spend Christmas at all with anyone because I don't want to, and they don't want to with me either. And I know someone else, same kind of thing who is going to spend Christmas alone this year because doesn't have anyone to spend it with. And so their comments are, I hate this time of year and I can't wait for it to be over. And my thought is, is, oh my gosh, why would you think that? Well, now I start to really understand that. That's sad. One thing I want to do, and maybe we can talk about this next week. I think it'd be kind of cool. Let's talk about ways that people who hate Christmas and really struggle this time of year because of those issues and maybe other issues that we've, you know, we don't know of. Why don't we come up with some ideas for next week's episode to, I don't know, maybe these people can try try doing this on your own or with your friends and create new traditions, new celebrations and new happiness moments, new joyful moments this time of year that can kind of bury down the stuff that you don't have. And that way you're not looking at what you don't have. You're looking at what you now have and trying to do some new celebrations that are different. Something new. What do you think? You think it'd be fun to do next week? Yes, that would be fun. I'd be interested to, explore that a little more because that's just never occurred to me and i've never had to have that occur to me and now that you've brought that to my attention you know obviously there are people out there that don't have the same family situation that we do of course that makes perfect sense they're not going to like the holidays as much and so yeah i mentioned this i think last week that we did a friend's giving a few years ago and it was Mm -hmm. just a blast and it's not something that i would have ever thought about because you know to me thanksgiving is with the family Like I said last week, there was one year where we just didn't have family available. And so we got together with our friends and it was fun. So stuff like that, you know, in fact, one of the things that um, Sarah and I are going to try to do this year is just invite friends to get together and do things, you know, whether we're going to look at Christmas lights or having a little holiday get together, it's friends that are getting together. And especially for those who don't have, like I said, what we take for granted, I think it would be good. We'll talk about maybe some ideas next week. I'll do a little research to see too, if others have found good alternatives that have been successful and helpful for them as well. And we'll 
I look forward to it. I think the last thing I wanted to bring up really quickly too, and this has been kind of an ongoing discussion. Uh, I've brought this up before that I know, and you know that I have kind of this ongoing unresolved quandary with social media. I'm putting it that way. It's like a love hate relationship that I have with social media here. Here's an interesting analogy that you might enjoy back when it started. Think about it this way. Social media, when you would connect with someone, you would connect with them and they would connect with you. You became friends. You'd say something, they'd hear you, they'd read it, and they would usually respond, right? Yeah, you keep track of old friends. Exactly. That was what it was for. Yes, and even then, you would also have this option where you would post something on your wall, and everybody that was a friend of yours would see it and usually would interact with it in some way or another. So the analogy is like you're walking up to somebody that you either are meeting for the first time and you say, hi, my name is Brian. They introduce you, have a conversation, or... Seeing somebody I haven't seen in a while, like, hey, Captain Influence, it's me, it's the real bride. You know, we're hanging out, we're talking. It's a one-on-one thing. Or you're in a room and you speak up and you say something and everybody listens. That's what, to me, social media used to feel like. Yes. Now, today, when I post on social media, because of all the algorithms and, you know, all of the different social media platforms determining for you who gets to see what you post. Now it feels like I'm at a sports arena and there's a lot of noise and a lot of people talking and there's the, you know, the sports is going on and the music's going on and you're trying to talk to the person next to you and you can barely hear them and they can barely hear you and you're shouting at them and you're screaming at the top of your lungs and you really can't have a good conversation. You've got 20,000 fans and you're trying to get people's attention. They're all talking and now I'm talking and the only way that I'm going to get anyone's attention is to rip my shirt off, swing it up and then, you know, get on the jumbotron and scream the loudest, be the loudest fan ever. (laughs) And guess what? Now, now I have people's attention and now they're listening and they're looking at me. They're listening to me and they're acknowledging me. But if I can't get that attention, then I'm just another, you know, face in a sea of other people, right? Just another schmuck, Brian. Exactly. Just another schmuck. You're just another (laughs) schmuck fan that isn't on the court playing. And so mm-hmm. do I keep shouting louder and louder and louder, which by the way, does cause stress. Let's be honest. Your options on social media are to shout louder or you just kind of resort to the fact that no, I'm just, Oh, well this is my unresolved quandary with social media. This is why I have a love hate relationship with it because on the positive, I get to connect with people who like, you know, everyone here on the show that don't live in the same city I live in. And so we get to connect and we get to hang out and it gives me the opportunity to even be doing the show, which is really cool. So there's a huge benefit to social media there for me. Uh, Of course. But of course the not so benefits is the level of stress and anxiety that it causes me when I can't get the people's attention that I should easily be able to get because of the algorithms and other things nowadays that push my stuff down because I'm not as loud as other people. There was yet another study. I mean, how many studies do they have to do before us? You know, we we actually get it and go, (laughs) Oh, yeah. They did this in the Journal of Social and Clinical Psychology. They took 143 undergraduates at the University of Pennsylvania, randomly assigned to either limit Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat use to 10 minutes per platform per day, by the way, or they just use social media as usual for three weeks. The results were, of course, of course, duh, the limited use group showed significant reductions in loneliness and depression over those three weeks compared to the control group that could use social media as they pleased. The findings with 143 undergraduates suggest that limiting social media used to approximately 30 minutes per day may lead to significant improvement in well-being. (laughs) Imagine that. I know. It's like, well, duh. But why? Well, I think and I hope that my analogy explained just one part 
as to why social media has become such a negative impact on our health. And yes, as we've said before, of course, people only for the most part post the best parts of their life on social media. And so we compare ourselves. Or they do the darndest thing where they alienate their friends and family by posting political things. (laughs) I know that. That's what drove me away from Facebook and I'll I'll never go back. It's just the polarization that people just don't think, you know, well, everyone in my family think this is appropriate or agree with this. Yeah. No, well, screw it. I'm going to do it anyway. And then it just kind of snowballs from there. You know, we choose to post political things. We choose to post only the good things about our life and make other people feel jealous. We choose to allow ourselves to use the social media platforms that are regulating what people see. You know, we're all choosing it, but also the negativity. Yes, political stuff. I've kind of shut that out and I'm, I'm not seeing as much of that anymore, which is great. But I am still seeing a lot of people just posting very negative stuff. Yeah. One thing that I heard from Miss Ice is that she's been taking a social media break for, I think, a few months now and said that she's found some massive benefits from it. I don't know beyond that, but that's awesome. I think it's, again, it's a matter of attitude because uh, that stuff's just going to be on social media. And and this this applies to me as much as does to anybody. Yes. If you get on social media with the right attitude and just ignore the stuff about it you don't like and reap only the benefits from it that are there, cultivate that aspect of it and ignore or disassociate yourself from the negative aspects, whatever they may be to you. It's just about your attitude of how you approach it. I have had a bad attitude about social media and I have been away from it for a long time and I have not looked back, but I do miss being able to keep track of all my old friends from college and and, you know, family members and watching their kids grow up and all that stuff. I don't get that anymore because I've ostracized myself from that community. So interesting perspective. Have just the attitude of, yes, just like death and disease, it's there. It's not going anywhere. It never will. Just not focus on it. Yeah. Do your best to, and again, I feel like I'm preaching without acting. You know, I'm not going to take my own advice here. I'm just letting you all know that I'm not going to go, oh, maybe I'll get back on Facebook and follow my own advice. No, I'm not going to because I can't help but have that stuff affect my opinions of people. Yeah. And I don't want to have bad opinions of family and friends. And so I just don't want to even have the chance of seeing it. But for someone like you, Brian, or, and there are other people out there who really not need to be on Facebook, but who would really benefit from being on Facebook for, for multiple reasons. That's the attitude you have to go into it with. Yeah. And I, I would agree with exactly what you said that if I were to get off social media, I would be ostracizing myself from pretty much most of my friends and also, you know, this entire show. So to me, that's a, that's a disservice, not just to myself, but to everyone else. And that's not okay. So I, I would agree that being on social media, maybe pick a couple platforms, call it good. Being on social media is, is something that is a need and a necessity for, for some of us. And for others, it's something we enjoy doing, but also making sure that... Because, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I talk to. Whether they will truly admit it or not, it's passing conversation. All I'm doing is listening. And they're just telling me about how much social media is affecting their life, and yet they're addicted to it and they love it. Mm-hmm. And yet it's hurting them. I'm not surprised. So, I yeah. mean, it's it's very much a pervasive issue. So that's why I'm bringing it up is because I would love for us. We always talk about unleashing our superheroes. Let's find a way for us to, you know, utilize social media in a way that benefits us instead of it sucking us dry. That's right. So for those of you who have taken a break on social media, I would love to hear the benefits that you have reaped from this. And for those of you who are very engaged on social media and find it to be a benefit and healthy to you, I would love to hear what you're doing. That is specific 
you know, to helping you and benefiting you. And that right. is another reason why we created our Slack channel for the Real Brian Show. Yes. To me, Slack is not really social media. It is a group chat room, essentially. It's an opportunity for us to, well, I mean, really utilize the the best of social media, i.e. you can do a lot of the same things you do in social media, but it's just us that's in the actual Slack channel that's been invited, been accepted. You're there. Once again, the link will be in the show notes. Please join our Slack channel. Come and hang out. For those of you who have been lurking, please don't lurk anymore because that was the whole point. Like I want everybody least, to just engage. At least throw a reaction out once in a while. That's all good. This week, for example, Green Butterfly wished Miss Ice a happy birthday, which was Wednesday, by the way. So happy birthday, Miss Ice. Hop on in. Love to see you there. I'm going to go get a juniper latte and then I'm going to drink some eggnog. Well, you know what the music means. I do. Yeah. Um, get, get back to your books, man. And we got to do gaming tonight. That's right. Oh, yeah. Kill right. some pixels. That's right. Kill some pixels. All right. So as we said, realbryanshow.com. Please go there. Read the show notes. The links are in there. Join our Slack group. Let's have some fun. Let's chat. Have a beautiful week. Captain Influence, thank you so much. Real Brian Show Thanks, is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.